What's not to like about Robin Hood? I'll steal from the rich and give to a poor bear. Me? Stay here, Friar Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 329 of Under the Call of MS. This is a comics and health MS podcast episode day. Normal Tuesday day day. Uh, that was just a little Yogi Bear quote. Hey, boo-boo. Uh, we're going to start out with Batman vs. Bigby. A wolf in Gotham, number five. Batman and Bigby start out this issue with having the Ah, what the heck's his name? The bookworm. They have the bookworm in their grass, and it starts out with that happening. And we get to see how the bookworm weasels his way out of this event. And Batman almost pretty much dies, or does die, a couple times in here. Uh, Big B gets his butt kicked. Uh, and that allows the characters to escape. And it, the story to go a little bit deeper yet. I thought this was going to be the last issue, but it must be going with it must be six issues in this run. I didn't think it was a long run. Oh, we get to see a bunch of the other Batman or Batman, the other Robin characters. We get to see a variety of them pop in and help out, and we get to learn a little bit more about them and what's going on. And this is a lot of a lot of fun so far. All five issues up to this point. I'm looking forward to the this run ending it's got to end pretty soon if it doesn't batman's definitely not going to survive much longer he's been getting his butt whooped pretty good throughout this this story run and it doesn't help that big b destroyed a majority of the bat cave and the items inside it the times that batman just rudely locked him up without questioning him and finding out what who he was and what he was actually doing there. So that's Batman's own problem to deal with because he's the one that had to be a dick about everything. He just couldn't listen to Big B in the beginning, so he deserves getting his shit trashed. But yeah, this this takes us a little deeper into the bookworm story. We get to find out a little bit more about the book, what kind of powers this book has. that uh, the bookworm's been hunting down and the reasons why. and It was very interesting. I am looking forward to what I hope is the last issue. It's I don't want the run to end. It's one of the few Batman runs I really enjoyed. But I just... I want answers. (laughs) So that's why I wanted to finish up. And then we checked out, and of course that was from DC Comics, 
and it was a black label comic. And then sticking with DC, we have Deathstroke Yogi Bear, which is a DC Hanna-Barbera crossover. They had a variety of these, and I picked up three of them. And after reading this first one, there's a bonus story in here. That's part one of four of a secret squirrel bonus story. So, of course, I didn't have number two, so I had to go and get that. And then I just read number two last night and realized I don't have number three of that story, but I have number four. So I'm going to have to go back and hopefully find number three at the same shop. If not, we will have to go looking elsewhere. Because I do want to read this in sequence since I did get into it and I ended up already dipping in and buying six of the DC Hannah Barbera crossover comics now because I bought three more this week, three last week. Uh, Starts out with a story called Jellystone Dark. You get to see Yogi Bear get chased by the Forest Ranger, and Yogi's got a bunch of picnic baskets in his mouth. And the ranger chases him down. And while that's happening, we also get to see some strange characters that we're trying to figure out who they are. It's like the Daltons, the Dalton brothers or something. Which are also Hanna-Barbera type characters, I believe. It's just so hard to tell because these are... They take, they take the Hanna-Barbera, char- Hanna-Barbera characters and they give them more of a real life instead of cartoony aspect and the crossovers with all of it and stuff. But, but yeah, we get to see... Uh, Deathstroke dealing with these characters and along the way uh, Yogi Bear ends up getting crossed over with Deathstroke because something happens to Boo Boo and Yogi Bear kind of hires Deathstroke to help him find Boo Boo and he's like Oh, you are going to pay me, right? And Deathstroke's like, yeah. Or Yogi's like, yeah, I'm going to give you everything I have. And it's it's a surprise in the end what Yogi Bear pays him with. But you see little clips of Deathstroke dealing with King Shark to Jabberjaw from Killer Croc to Wally Gator. Gorilla Grood to Grape Ape. And so he... And we see something going on where a bunch of forest animals are kind of getting zombified or something's wrong with them. They're changing their structure. And it's interesting where we find out where Boo Boo ended up. And I don't really want... I don't want to ruin it. Uh... But I kind of would ruin it if I told you some other Hanna-Barbera people that show up in this comic. So I'm just going to leave that for you. This is, I've only read two so far. And this is definitely my favorite. I have a feeling this is going to be my favorite comic out of 
pretty much all the crossover ones for DC and Hanna-Barbera. But this story was fun. It was enjoyable. Lots of characters throughout this from the Laugh Olympics groups and stuff. The, the Hanna-Barbera, all those characters that were all part of those type of things. And then we go into a secret squirrel story. Secret squirrel. And it just happens to be dealing... They're dealing with some type of alien pinky problem going on. This yellow pinky character who happens to be the father of the girl that's working with Secret Squirrel. And you get to find out why he's after him and what's going on with all that story. But it's a pretty interesting, fun little story. I was happy to have that as a bonus. So this had two great stories in one. Definitely worth it. And the Deathstroke Yogi story, that's a complete story. But the Secret Squirrel, like I said, goes on to has four parts. So you're going to have to get all those if you want the complete story of that. And the second part of that runs out in Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound with the part two of the Secret Squirrel bonus story in it. This one is a good, strong story about racial issues after, during the times of the Vietnam War, watching how people from the military were treated and they used, they go into the racial aspects of it. But trust me, it was not just people of color who were treated like shit when they came back from Vietnam. I know a variety of vets that will tell you some horror stories of shit they dealt with that were not treated very well by their country when they stepped foot back on, uh, the United States uh, dirt. And they just got treated like shit for many, many years after the war. And But this happens to... This story just so happens to be based in a more racially tense area, uh, big city type environment. But there's lots of stories out there. Uh, I think you could have just made this a Vietnam vet story of just showing how shitty Americans can treat their military members when they come back from a war that should have never happened. A war that just, like many war, like all wars, takes just tons of innocent lives and ends them, destroys them. Uh, and these poor kids that pretty much get got dragged out of high school, sent 
overseas given a weapon sent off to kill people that they didn't know and they do it all confusingly don't know what the hell is going on because the governments are just sending them randomly and the ones that were lucky enough to survive come home and get treated worse than they did when they were overseas and it's just it's ridiculous the the society the the world that we live in is so fucking so one-sided simple-minded uh all these morons believe they're better than everybody else they uh, feel that their lives really matter and they feel they can judge everybody else by the way they decide life should be and that's a huge part of what's been destroying our country for many years and yes it leads into racial issues but believe me it's it's just not one or two races it's all races that get treated like shit by many people and the people that should be looked at are the people of higher power and not any of the middle class, lower class, uh, citizens of the United States. I don't know. I can't say it right. I know I'm not saying anything correctly in societies. Someone out in society is probably yelling at me, but I don't care what you say. I've seen it. I've been in the middle of it. I watched it go down. I tried to stop things. I, been through a lot of shit over the years, over all the different, I've lived in the majority of the United States, uh, traveled all around, seen how people treated people in all different types of atmospheres inside the United States, but uh, yeah, it's, it's our world that's damaged, not just little areas, the whole complete world is needs to get its head out of its ass and become a unified group and if we can't get unification we need to do something about it but but then you get your second secret scroll story in there that gets deeper into why uh this one character is hunting down a secret squirrel and he's got a bunch of replicator robots that look just like him that have mouth cannons and all these weapons these little little golden pinky it looks like each one of them has a bullet for a pinky and then we get to find out who's controlling all these robotic ai units and stuff and why they're after the secret squirrel and this other girl but yeah that story is fun, and that's why I am going back to buy the other ones. And now the next one I got to go back, which I would never have bought, is either a Robin or a Nightwing type story with the number three secret squirrel in it. So I got to go back and get it, find out what's up.
Then we got King Spawn number six from Image Comics. This story, they're after, they're still peck, pecking at Ale's brain, trying to find out what's going on with Ale. Is he going to become King Spawn? Uh, take the throne and deal with things, or is he going to keep doing other things? Well, at the same time, we got these messed up characters that are still trying to cause damage enough to get Al pissed off and do certain things. Because it's like a bunch of kills, kids get killed. Al gets in trouble for it. Rifts get opened. Cogliasto has something going on. Kincaid. Uh, is working away at things. We got. That was a gladiator spawn. We got medieval spawn. We got gunslinger spawn. We got some hints. Oh, we got Wynn, Jason Winner, whatever his name is in here. Uh, bouncing back and forth between spawn and, and him and... It's just, just a constant ongoing battle between all these characters. Uh, Scorch is being brought in. The lady, the female spawn is being brought in. And then we're jumping back and forth to a story where... A military group is uh, just going in, wiping out things, taking what they want as they try and get to their destination in this whole thing. And eventually we're just going to see a huge clash between all the spawns and the humans. And then when the humans are all dead, the spawns will probably fight it out. To see who's going to become the king of hell. And that's just. Yeah. The story is just. It's getting more and more. Spread out. Almost to the point of confusion. And if you aren't reading all the different types. Of runs that they have for it. It can be a little confusing about what's all happening in the background if you stick with just a spawn storyline you'll get the basics and you'll be all right with that but if you get into king spawn you're going to definitely want to know what's going on with some of these other spawn storylines uh but i'm enjoying it i just just wish they'd get to some type of head point because we've been going for a while now, and with all these extra runs and stuff, I think it's time to give us, uh, get us to the next chapter. Get someone to get that damn crown, 
find out what's up with the little kid. Little kid can take the crown. And I mean, honestly, if I was the little kid, I'd put the crown on myself. I just have a feeling that's the way it's going to happen. But I, or Spawn's going to finally get his shit together and take the crown on himself. It's like, why would you want anybody else to take the crown? And if they do, they're just going to destroy everything. So it's like, Spawn, come on, Spawny, get your stuff together and figure it out. And we got Suicide Squad, King Shark, <clears throat> number, 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 number five. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This is the finish. This is the end, my friends. This is the end. But uh, it's the end, but yet it's a new beginning. I don't. I'm curious if we're gonna see another Suicide Squad King Shark book come out, or if we're just gonna see a King Shark storyline come out. Or what is going to happen from this. But we get to see the final battles. <clears throat> and. The final competitors. The final little. Little things that happen between. King Shark. Orca. Uh. The Tager Girl, the champion for the humans. I mean, there's just this issue is I, all of these issues have been full of great battles. Uh, lots of fun watching all these different characters between King Shark, the King Cockroach, the King Harpy thing. Uh, <clears throat> the king of the humans, the king of the serpents, the Ainers, just kings for everything that we get to see is a ton of these different ones that battle throughout. But we also get some depressing stuff that happens and some sad storylines going on. And, but there's also some good realizations in here. And, and people figure out some things and turn the tide some other ways. And it's just, it's, it was a very, it was not at all what I expected. I expected something completely different when I ordered the first King Shark. I just wanted it because of King Shark. I didn't care what the hell the story was. I knew I was getting what I wanted. And I love the character, so you can't really ruin it for me. But it made me nervous in the beginning of the route that they were going with this. I mean, Christ, everybody was against King Shark to start with. That's like this poor bastard had no one. No one backing him, and he didn't do nothing wrong. And from a, his childhood, he's just a little baby shark. And 
Amanda Waller just kidnaps his ass and takes him away and imprisons him and makes him her own monster. And that's just messed up. That Waller chick, I just, I want to know more about her, but yet I just want to see her get taken out. <laughs> and by any of these Suicide Squad characters, I don't care. She just abuses everybody. It's just. But there's got to be something behind her story, and that's why I'm trying to find some stuff that can give me that meaning eventually, and I'll figure it out. But yeah, I definitely suggest checking out that Suicide Squad King Shark run. I'm sure it'll trade paperback out anytime now, and you can pick it up that way. But the covers were awesome. I got all the cart cardstock covers. So I liked all of them. So check that out. And that was oh, I thought that was a black label, but I guess it was just a regular DC comic. All right, so that's it for the comic portion. And then we'll get back. With the MS Health portion coming up next, I had a fun day already today. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it at all, but I think it was a week or so, two ago, I mentioned that we lost Norm MacDonald, Betty White, and Bob Saget this last year. And now, starting out this year, we've lost Louie Anderson to cancer. And we lost Meatloaf to COVID, apparently. His family was with him the last 24 hours. He just took a deep dive all of a sudden with COVID-related issues, I guess. And that's how we lost him. This freaking disease is just going rampant right now and just... Now we're starting to see more and more people that you wouldn't expect to have as many issues, starting to have issues. I'm not talking about Louis Anderson and Meatloaf. Both of them were not in great shape. <laughs> but Louis lost it to cancer anyways. He didn't lose it to the COVID. But Meatloaf lost to COVID with COVID being a, a breathing aspirate uh a lung-related infection. I could see Meatloaf having problems just being a singer and uh, how operatic he, his singing is and stuff and with his deep um, deep breathing and all that through his vocals. There's a good possibility that might have enhanced the COVID issues with his things. And then today I started off, I had to get run to town and stuff and get a bunch of stuff done sold some stuff on ebay i had to get shipped and everything our car keys are missing we're searching all over the house can't find the car keys anywhere thankfully shelly took the truck and left the garage because i went back out in the garage for the 10th time walked through the whole thing and looked every corner and here they're just hanging off the side of a plastic bucket they must have fell out of my pockets when I put something in the corner of the garage on Sunday. And luckily I caught them 
out of the corner of my eye. Otherwise, we would have probably been sitting waiting for some new keys to come in so I could use our car because dumbasses at Holiday Auto, when I bought my car, only gave me one car key and I complained about it. But they're like, well, we'll get you another one, but you're going to have to pay like 75 bucks for the key. It's like, what? It's like, well, it's a specialty style key. It's like, well, I don't give a shit. I'm buying a vehicle from you. Every vehicle you buy should have two keys. That irritates me when you don't have a secondary key. But I found it, got lucky, and got the shit done for a day. So, but I'm going to end it here and I'm going to get back to you with some MS Health stuff right after this. Okay, let's see what we got to talk about today with some MS Health stuff. I did have to go on a, after seeing my skin doctor, we're trying a new antibiotic type medication called Minocin, 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 Capsule. My NASA clean is how they pronounce it. Uh, let's see here. It's used to treat uh, or prevent bacterial infections like anal worms. No. <laughs> I don't have anal. Well, I hope I don't have anal worms. <laughs> no, this is shit for my skin because I got sick. I but, Went in, I complained that I'm so sick and tired of using ointments and salves and all this shit that you rub all over your flesh and it covers a third of my body, so it just gets all over your clothes and stains your clothes. So I wanted to try something that I could take pill form, and that's why we're trying this one out. It's used to treat pimples, acne, it may be given to you for other reasons. Talk with your doctor. Uh, I thought it was stronger than something for pimples or acne. So I was hoping it would be better. But as curious, some of the side effects of it. Let's see. Tell your health care provider that providers that you take this drug well I hope they know because they're the ones that prescribed it for me severe and sometimes deadly reaction has happened Uh, avoid the sun sun lamps, tanning beds I hope I can go out in the sun Most of the time, the reaction has signs like fever, rash, swollen glands, problems in body organs like your liver, your kidney, your blood, your heart, muscles, joints, or lungs. Uh, Even though it may be rare, some people may have very bad and sometimes deadly side effects when taking a drug. I want to know about this drug. 
Uh, signs of allergic reaction like rash, hives, itching, red, swollen, blistered, peeling skin, with or without fever, wheezing, tightness in chest and throat, trouble breathing, swallowing, talking, unusual hoarseness, swelling of the mouth, face, lips, tongue, throat. <laughs> signs of of signs of a uh, Pancreas problems, <laughs> pancreatitis, like very bad stomach pains, very bad back pain, very bad upside, and they're covering every aspect of your of their of our bodies for in case anything goes wrong. Change in hearing, joint pain or swelling, muscle pain or weakness, ringing in ears, seizures, shortness of breath, chest pain, a heartbeat that tingling. That's tingling, feeling that is not normal. Redness through white patches in the mouth or throat. Rectal irritation. There's the rectal worms. <laughs> Genital irritation. Uh, nut worms. Vaginal itching or discharge. Vaginal worms. <laughs> okay, some other side effects of this drug. Uh... They don't really give you much of shit on this one. Diarrhea, upset stomach, or throwing up, not hungry, feeling dizzy, sleepy, tired, or weak. I was kind of curious because the reason I wanted to look at this list is uh, since I went on this drug, I've been having some uh, vertigo type issues have been amped up. And what did I also have? I had something the other day that was affecting me, and then I was also dealing with drowsiness and uh, dry mouth. I thought there was something else was the reason I wanted to know whether or not this drug was causing it, but of course, the Thing that the pharmacist gives me doesn't give me shit other than normal side effects that drugs could cause instead of telling me what this drug does. I've been getting really sleepy early at night. And I don't know. I mean, I did have to, but I don't take that till I go to bed. My back will fit now. I did have to get back on that because my. Nighttime spasticity issues were just have just been ramped up again, and I went off all that stuff for a couple weeks because two three weeks because I was trying to find out what the hell was killed my taste buds to the point that I can't I get pukey feeling and nauseous feeling when I drink coffee or tea or eat peanut butter. Or Stuff that was regular everyday type things that I had no problems with and enjoyed having my coffee, just plain black coffee. Ain't nothing, no type of uh, additives or anything to my coffee. It's just 
plain black coffee, but yeah, there's no information in this damn thing about what the actual drug has for side effects, so that kind of pisses me off that the pharmacist didn't give me something that was more detailed to that aspect of the drug, but what you gonna do? Wife works for a pharmacist and still can't get shit right. <laughs> but we'll leave that there. Let's see, what do we got? For different things. Uh, how mushrooms can save the world. Uh, it's Mushrooms are awesome. I mean, of course they could save the world. This ain't going to give you. It's a video. It's a TED talk. Okay. Guys talking about cordyceps and how we could use them. Uh, this guy's name is Paul Stamets. If you want to look him up, S-T-A-M-E-T-S. He did a, did a TED talk. Six ways mushrooms can save the world. And he talks about the mycelium fungus can help save the universe by cleaning polluted soil, making insecticides, treating smallpox, and even flu viruses. I've seen some awesome things about these fucking oil spills that these big-ass rich companies have happened and how they found, I believe this is the guy that found out ways to use the mushrooms to help clean up all the poisons in the ground and it's just mushrooms are awesome it's just it's a fungi that can save the world it can work as a filtration system clean up a lot of the problems that our world happens to have so uh if you want to learn more about it check out that ted talk i know that must be the ted talk that I seen a couple of years back and I had kept it in my files, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to play it during the podcast. And I'd probably get in trouble for that anyways, but uh, if you're looking for help with your MS knowledge and wanting to talk to people locally that have ms and stuff pretty much every state should have a national ms society chapter just go to national ms society and look up your different state and it's like i can punch in wisconsin national multiple sclerosis society or not on the national ms society.org website I can punch in Wisconsin in there and get any type of stuff that's registered in there. That way you can hook up with some groups and or just ch- punch in your search engine, your state, and then MS chapter and see what pops up. And uh, hopefully you'll find some groups that would be related to the information that you're looking for to help you understand uh, your MS and the issues better yourself. Myotin's a thing some people talk about. Myotin combines the healing properties of biotin with the regenerative energy of NAD+. 
to give your body what it needs most, the cellular level nutrition. Uh, high dose D biotin is a naturally occurring bioavailable form of the B vitamin biotin, which assists many functions throughout the body. I have seen a lot of talk about myotin being very helpful in certain people's lives. Uh, And apparently some people have been helped with uh, spasm issues and pain issues by going on the high dose, the myotin with the high dose uh, B uh, vitamin or the high dose D biotin or whatever. But I myself have not jumped on it yet. I've been just using more of a multi-B vitamin myself at the moment. But I have been interested in considering trying the myotin. Uh, It is available over the counter. You can pick it up. So... People swear by it for certain things. I'm not going to say whether or not it is good. I'm not a doctor, so check with your physician, your medical team, your MS team. Find out more about it. Another thing that we hear more about uh, every now and then is modafinil. Which is reduces extreme sleepiness due to narcolepsy and other sleep disorders, such as periods of stopped breathing during sleep, obstructive sleep apnea. It is also used to help you stay awake during work hours if you have a work schedule. That keeps you from having a normal sleep routine. Uh, it does not cure sleep disorders and may not get rid of all your sleepiness but it is what it's used for a lot of our medications can give us sleepiness narcolepsy issues but Provigel is one that a lot of MSers will hear of it's a medication to treat sleepiness due to narcolepsy Shift work, sleep disorder, and obstructive sleep apnea. I would have rather went on the pill and the stupid CPAP personally, but it's not considered to be a classic psychostimulant, but rather classified as a (coughs) eugeroic, which is a wakefulness-promoting drug. Uh, So yeah, if you have problems with your medications... Kicking your ass a lot and wiping you out. Uh, I get it randomly. It's like I'll just be sitting there doing something and all of a sudden next day I know I'm falling asleep. It's like, what the hell? It's the middle of the day. I'm trying to get some shit done and I'm just dozing off. Or I'll be, a lot of times it'll happen when I'm reading or something, but. Yeah, it's... and then let's look into 
multiple sclerosis life expectancy. Uh, when it comes to the prognosis of multiple sclerosis, MS, there's both good and, new and bad news. Uh, MS isn't fatal. There's currently no cure. MS is a chronic condition. But many people who have, have MS also have to contend with other issues that can decrease your quality of life. Even though most will never become severely de disabled, many experience symptoms that cause pain, discomfort, and inconvenience. Uh, complications associated with MS like infections, cardiovascular disease, and accidents can cause the lifespan of someone with MS to be shorter than people who aren't living with MS. But treating these complications can greatly reduce the risk of shortened lifespan. Uh, according to the National MS Society, the lifespan of people with MS has increased over time, but the associated complications cause the average lifespan with MS to be about seven years shorter than people who do not live with MS. Those with MS tend to die from many of the same conditions as people who don't have the condition, like cancer and heart disease, apart from cases of severe MS, which are rare. The prognosis for longevity is generally good. Just gotta suffer the whole fucking time with tons of fucking pain issues and other issues along the way, unless you're lucky enough to just get diagnosed and never progress past a certain point and not have to deal with a lot of those issues. But I have yet to meet an MSer that has. I keep hearing these things. <laughs> All these people, I, mean, I get people that start out with it, but they end up progressing into way worse issues and situations along the way. But I don't know. Apparently there's some... There's a majority of MSers out there that don't go through hardly any issues and live happy, healthy lives. I don't know. I've yet to meet any. The prognosis is affected by the type of MS. Prior, primary progressive MS is characterized by a steady decline in function without significant relapses or remissions. Every case is different. It's a snowflake disease. Every one of us are different. Every one of us goes through it differently. Every case is different, so there may be some periods of inactive decline, but the steady progression continues. For the relapsing forms of MS, there are several guidelines that may help predict prognosis. People with MS tend to do better if they experience few if they experience few symptom attacks in the initial few years post-diagnosis, a longer amount of time passing between attacks, a complete or almost complete recovery from their attacks, symptoms related to exclusively to sensor, sensory problems like tingling, vision loss, or numbness, Neurological exams that are almost normal five years after diagnosis. I've never had one that has not changed within a year year or two of the last 
uh, exams, so that's why I progressed right into secondary progressive. And next is the final stage of primary progressive. But we'll see. They say MS isn't a fatal condition in most cases, and most people with MS have a close to normal life expectancy. But since the disease varies so much from person to person, it can be difficult for doctors to predict whether your condition will worsen or improve. Another way of evaluating the prognosis prognosis for MS is to examine how disabilities resulting from the condition's symptoms may affect people. Uh... According to the National MS Society, around two-thirds of people with MS are able to walk without a wheelchair two decades after their diagnosis. Some people will need a cane or a walker to remain ambulatory. Others use an electric scooter or wheelchair to help them cope with fatigue or balance difficulties. Uh, Some risk factors that are higher risk for more severe symptoms include if you're over 40 at the initial onset of symptoms, if your initial symptoms affect many parts of your body, if your initial symptoms affect mental functioning, urinary control, or motor control, I can be classified in all those, but yet my, I should have been diagnosed in my childhood, but no one would listen to me until I was in my 40s. But MS generally affects quality of life more than longevity. While certain types of MS can potentially affect lifespan, there are the exception, not to the rule, not the rule. They are, they are the exception, not the rule. People with MS must contend with many difficult symptoms that will affect their lifestyle, but they can rest assured that with appropriate treatment of the disease, their life expectancy essentially mirrors that of people who don't have the condition. Except for they got a lot of pain issues on the side with it. So. I don't like being classified as being the same as a normal person. <laughs> it's like, whoever's writing this shit needs to get a little taste of the disease. This is written by, I don't know, it looks like she's, it was reviewed by someone that's got an MD. So, I don't know. I don't agree with a lot of that. I I don't know. I don't remember ever meeting any MS or that's just other than early stages of life or people like uh, the stars that we're dealing with right now, uh, Jack Osborne and stuff. Find out that he's just got optic neuritis issues, so you got eye issues. But you're going around telling. The world that MS is not that bad. It's like, 
he's able to handle it and stuff. Well, fuck, I wish I just had to deal with eye issues. I had to deal with arms, legs, backs, <laughs> kidney, and liver, heart, lungs, uh, spinal issues, uh, bladder issues, vertigo issues, uh, <laughs> nauseousness. Uh, it's the spasticity, the neuropathy, the... I don't know. It would be nice to have just a single MS item and live your life out with that item and not have the whole handful of items thrown at you. But those people are also still classified under RMS or RRMS, relapsing remitting, multiple sclerosis. They don't. They may never progress. Hopefully, that's great. Uh, they do hopefully they don't get a bunch of extra issues with it but yeah it's everybody's different but they shouldn't be the the forefront for the disease if they're one of the very few that experience it certain ways unlike others but that experience it more long-term, more aggressively, more with more uh, issues along the way. But, yeah. I would like to see more advanced research shown from some of these people. Uh, you're just not seeing them. All these people that we heard about that came up with these special diets or special routines or went and had special types of treatments done and stuff. We're just not hearing much uh, beyond that point. We should hear a updated event like every three years. We should hear what they went through, what they're going through currently, and how everything went with the initial appointments and what types of things they did and all that stuff. I I wish, really wish they would get out there and start doing more of that. Uh, especially the people from that are stars and part of, of, of the noticeable society that the well-known people out there that have it. But, what you going to do? You can only look at yourself and see how you go through life with your issues. And you can't really judge what other people are going through or how they're feeling with theirs. You can only hope that they let you know and describe it to us to the point that we can understand what's going on with them. Uh Otherwise, we can only judge ourselves. I'm going to leave it at that, I guess. That's it for today. Hopefully, you learned something along the way. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. And kick the shadow monster. And we will get back to you soon. Probably tomorrow with a Wellness Wednesday episode. Check out Crimson Skull Comic Club. Check out Under the Call. Keep following Under the Call of MS. Rate, review, tell a friend. 
add it to your all your family's uh, podcasting platforms. Just put it on there. If they don't like it, they can get rid of it, but at least I get a subscription, some subscribers, and maybe I'll get noticed. And 300 episodes in, damn it, I want to be on the front page of iTunes one of these days. <laughs> I want to get noticed. I really wish I could get him to somehow do something for March this year to represent multiple sclerosis on the iTunes front page. I'm going to see if I can't find who to write. I don't know who to contact for that, and I am going to try Fox News again this year, damn it. I'm going to try and get through to you people. You don't have to have me on. You don't have to have me talk about it. It's just like you at least mentioned that March is MS Awareness Month. And May, I think, 28th is MS Awareness Day. So it just really irritates me that they can't talk about that. They'll bring up everything else that has cures and stuff, but something that has no cure, they don't want to talk about it. Why? It's affecting more and more people every year. <laughs> let's show, let's represent this damn thing and get the knowledge out there so people can understand. But be good, and we'll get back to you again soon.